Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, an Ayurvedic wellness counselor and yoga teacher here to guide us um, into the fall season. So today I wanted to chat about some practices um, that you might find relevant in the upcoming months. So these are some Ayurvedic practices, some um, just kind of wild wisdom, you know, practices that you can incorporate to really connect deeper with yourself and with nature. Um, those are kind of always my aims, um, you know, as a, as a teacher to help people connect deeper to those things. Um, I find nature to be truly one of the best healers. Um, and sometimes we can just kind of forget that we just need to open our doors sometimes and just feed on the ground. So these practices um, do involve nature for the most part in some capacity. So let's talk about the fall, though, really quick, kind of a review maybe for some people if you've been a longtime listener, um, but the fall is that vata dosha season. And so what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, if we think about outside what's happening right now, um, the wind can pick up. You know, I just went for a walk a couple of days ago and came back in and my cheeks were all red, you know, from the wind. So that that's happening right now. Um, the temperatures are starting to get a little bit cooler you might notice it's a little bit drier. I know I have because um, we've been leaving our windows open at night and sometimes that the air just feels really dry, maybe and stale inside the house. And so you're just kind of paying attention to that. And what do you need to kind of find that balance there? Um, as you, you, like in you as a person, it can look like out of balance. It can look very scattered or flighty, indecisive, fast talking and fast movements. Um, this is the time of year that maybe you want to go to a slow flow class for yoga versus a vinyasa, just because that vinyasa can sometimes tip that vata out of balance. Um, maybe not have that second or third cup of coffee. Maybe try to keep it to one or none, you know, trying to switch to tea because that caffeine can kind of be overstimulating, especially to the vata dosha in this season. So those are all kind of little things to, to be mindful of. Um, in balance, vata people, ourselves, everyone, because again, we have all three doshas in us in varying amounts. And just because you are, let's say you're a pitta, doesn't mean your vata can't get out of balance. So vata, it looks creative. You have a ton of ideas. You're very enthusiastic and you're inspiring. So that's the vata dosha when it's really in balance. Um, and again, everyone's in balance looks different because all of us have different kind of levels of creativity and levels of enthusiasm. You know, some people are just naturally more enthusiastic than others. You know, I just, I've seen this throughout the years and working with many different types of personalities. Um, I was just sharing today with a client. I know who I tend to work best with, you know, personality wise. Um, I just tend to, I'm pretty outgoing and I'm pretty bubbly personality. Um, I, that's, that's just tends to be what I do. I like to draw from people, meaning I really like to get to know my clients and I like to know a little bit about their story because that's how I find I can help them best. Because sometimes we find, um, or what I've found in just working with one-on-one -on -one for so many years is that sometimes that hidden gem that maybe you didn't think was relevant to, you know, your journey, um, in working with me is actually what I really needed to say, Oh, this is what makes them tick. This is what makes you, um, you know, how you get results, which you might not even realize. So it's a lot of unraveling. Um, and so that's kind of what I like to do and why I really like to get to know people. And so for me, if people are really closed off or super shy and just don't really, um, express or really, um, 
you know, share their true feelings and they kind of have a very, if they have their guard up all the time and they never drop it down. I find those are kind of the hardest people for me to work with. Um, just because I'm an open book and I like to, you know, share and, um, Oh, if anyone's watching the only murders in the building with the Steve Martin and, um, Selena Gomez, um, those and Martin short though, that show, um, Steve Martin went on a date with a woman on the show and she had said, this is an energetic exchange. Maybe it wasn't energetic what she said, but she shared a story and then he kind of was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And didn't really share back. And she said, ho, 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 no, this is how this works. You know, I shared and just opened up my heart to you. Now you do the same to me. And that's kind of how I view as like, yeah, that's actually how I view things. And if we think about that in life, a lot of us, that's how we kind of relate to people is, you know, you might share something and then another person shares, Hey, this is a story. Um, it just kind of a transactional relationship from that, um, energetic standpoint. So I found that to be interesting. And that's just, um, I don't know how I got to- So this is a Vata at play. I have no idea how that thread just came out during the podcast, nor is it really that relevant to what I'm talking about today, but hopefully you found some insight in from that um, transactional uh, approach, I guess, to um, relating to people. And we might've forgot that throughout this past year, because a lot of us haven't been in person, um, you know, with people in a really long time. And so sometimes when we actually get back in front of people, we might be a little awkward. I know I was at first, um, (laughs) Uh, I was at a yoga studio the other day and it's just like, sometimes you can sense the energy. It just, it's like a little off because we're all just kind of, okay, this is, this is us in front of another human again, sharing and experiencing versus just being online and behind keyboards. So anywho, nothing to do with our topic today, kind of in a way, cause that's definitely a Vata thread. I just went down, but that is kind of Vata at play. So to stay grounded, to stay nourished and to feel supported How can we kind of tap into that dosha? How can we start to ground ourselves down? And the first thing really is routines. I mean, this is, this is not my three tips, but I do want to say routines are the name of the game myself this morning, as I'm recording this, I did not do my yoga practice. I did not do my normal pranayama. I didn't do my routine. I meditated for just five minutes and usually it's 15. Um, and it was just, it's the first day of my cycle. And actually I'm feeling quite a bit of energy, which usually it's pretty low, um, But I knew for me, I usually just take the day off, um, you know, from an asana practice. And then I just kind of not going to lie. I skipped the other practices saying I'll get to them later today, which sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. That's just me being honest. Um, I'm sure we've all had those days. So anywho, let's check back in. Let's ground back down. Um, And let's talk about today's topic. So what are some practices that we can do? Number one sit in nature. So the gorgeous colors of the fall season, you know, are just something to witness the right now in Minnesota, where I'm at, the leaves are starting to change my favorite trail. It's really gorgeous, especially on those days where there's not a cloud in sight and the sun is shining. It's perfect. Um, and it's a great backdrop just to meditate, you know, sit down on mama earth and just really focus on what you're releasing, you know, what's no longer serving you. And so the Apana Mudra is one that's great to practice as you're sitting in meditation on the earth. So the Apana Mudra, if you're not familiar with it, you place your thumb, middle and ring finger together. So right at the the tips, and then you extend your pinky and your index fingers forwards. And then you place the back of your hands on your upper thighs. So then as you breathe in, focus on releasing, let's just say the pelvic floor, 
and relaxing your low belly and relaxing your jaw because your jaw and your pelvic floor are connected. That's why if, um, if you've ever seen, this isn't going to pertain to everyone, but giving birth, um, people, a lot of the times will, will yell or grunt or open their mouths because that's actually opening up the pelvic floor. There's a connection there. And so that's where that, but just opening yawning, ah, where you just take a sigh out like that, it's actually releasing the pelvic floor muscles as well, as well as the low belly. So that's something you can kind of focus on as you breathe in and then pull up the energy from the earth through the base of your spine and landing that at your heart space. And then once more on your exhale, focus on releasing what's no longer serving you. And then on your inhale, pulling up from Mama Gaia, that which can support you. Exhale, what's releasing. Inhale, what's supporting. And so that can be done, you know, again, it doesn't have to be for a set amount of time. You can have a timer if you're worried about going too long, or you could just go what feels good. You know, Hey, I've had a good, um, you know, maybe even if it's just a minute or a cycle of, you know, five rounds of your breath. So something like that, as you're sitting outside in nature and do this in a place where you feel comfortable. So maybe it's your backyard, maybe it's your favorite trail where, you know, um, it's quiet and there's not people around because obviously with your eyes closed out in nature, if you're not familiar, that's not going to be super relaxing and it's going to actually agitate your nervous system. So make sure you feel comfortable with where you're at, or maybe you're out there with a friend or a spouse and, you know, one person's got their eyes open and one person's meditating and you take turns, you know, whatever that would look like to you. Or again, maybe it's your yard. All right. The next idea is lunar wisdom. So using the energy, it may be of an, a warmer, you know, autumn night to enjoy a little full moon bathing experience. So this might require you to stay up maybe a little bit later, uh, but the sun is going down a little earlier. So for the early to bed people like myself, um, I know that maybe you can probably start this um, ritual at eight o'clock now, even. But like the harvest moon, we just passed that first, um, first harvest moon. That would have been a great one to do, but in October, it should be pretty nice to do this as well, but creating a bonfire, you know, so create a bonfire. You could do this with yourself, maybe some friends you invite over, and then maybe you do some moon salutations outside by the fire. And then you can maybe even howl at the moon, just releasing any inhibitions that you might have over this. And then you guys maybe have pieces of paper. And then you write down one or two things that you want to release this full moon cycle, say them out loud, and then you're going to go ahead and rip them up and throw them in the burning fire to signify releasing that, which no longer serves you. So that's a great thing to do again during this autumn time. Cause this is a really good, if we think about what's going on at nature, the leaves are letting go. So that's why there's a lot of letting go energy right now. Um, just as the Apana mudra, it's the down and out the lunar wisdom, the full moon, the rituals of releasing. So a lot of releasing can be done. And this is a great season to kind of do that, to build way for the winter. You know, the winter is when we start to um, go inwards and really just kind of stay with ourselves. And so let's see what we can shed right now. So we feel settled and we feel restful during that winter season. All right. So that final um, tip for today is healing gems. So this is one where, um, the healing gems. So I have crystals and I have uh, a couple crystals sitting in front of me right now. And I use them as I feel called to. So I'm not someone who is like obsessed with crystals and knows everything about them. I really just am like, what am I drawn to? And 
what feels best to me. So this could be something where if you're like me, you're like, oh yeah, I like crystals, but I'm not, you're not like fascinated or, you know, you don't know everything about them. Um, that's okay too. Like, I just want to say that that is totally fine. We all have things that we're drawn to. For me, I really like herbs. I really love to work in my apothecary, but I know other people who really love crystals and that's, you know, that's part of their jam. So that might be you. And so here are some crystals that are going to be great for you to use in your meditation practice. You can do this holding onto a crystal in your hand. You can place them on your desk. Like I have, um, you can put them in your kitchen, um, your pants, your pockets, uh, this doesn't even have to be crystals that you get from a shop, but this can be even just a rock that you find outside. Um, I actually did this ritual with my, my son. So if you're listening and you don't want to buy, um, a crystal from a shop, or you just don't have any of the ones I'm going to share in just a second, go outside and maybe you find, go with someone that you love. So it could be a spouse, a friend, um, a partner, parent, child, whoever. And then you're just going to go to a special place and you're going to say, Hey, will you pick me out a rock? that you think I will love, or that resonates, that resonates with you, that you think will resonate with me. And, um, you just kind of exchange rocks. So my son and I did that. And, um, you know, I put our rocks in our, in my, my kitchen, I have a little space for all of the rocks we find because my son loves to find rocks. And so this was an activity that he enjoyed. So it could be something as simple as that, where you don't have to go to that shop, but you just do a little exchange with someone that you love. But if you're looking for cooling gems, or maybe you do have some crystals around, here are some ones that are great for, um, if you feel a bit intense, aggressive, judgmental, or sharp tongue, these are cooling gems to help kind of cool down that energy. So pearls, amethyst, moonstone, emerald, and clear quartz. And maybe you have all of those. I have three of those. And so maybe you're like, oh yeah, maybe that's just where, um, for myself, that's like a Pitta dosha. So maybe if you're a Pitta, those would be great gems to kind of have around to help you stay cool and to help balance that Pitta energy. Um, so that's a big, that's a big thing too, of just, you know, what are you drawn to? And that's usually what your medicine is, so to speak. So, and again, you don't have to go to that crystal shop, just finding something outside that resonates with you works wonderfully. Okay. So those are my tips. Those are some, uh, in a roundabout way, we, we made it there, but they're all nature tips. They're all about getting outside and tuning into those energies during this fall season. So if you want more tips like this, this, this is what my book is full of. It's full of different tips through the seasons. Um, I'm going to give more practical ways for you to connect to nature and just connect to yourself on a deeper level. So my book is still out for pre-order. Um, and so until November 19th is the last day to pre-order. So you can find more information at andreaclawson.com forward slash book and uh, pre-order your copy today. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.